Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Georgia Bulldogs start the 2022 season in an unfamiliar position as defending national champions. On the annual college football season preview of the Commute Podcast, AP sports writer Paul Newberry and UGA superfan Mark Murphy help us get ready for kickoff. Good day, Savannah, from all of us here at savannahnow.com. This is the Commute Podcast presented by National Office Systems. I am your host, Adam Van Brimmer, a pigging columnist and a deputy editor at the Savannah Morning News. We have a packed episode today, so let's do the National Office Systems read and get on with it. When it comes to office design and outfitting, National Office Systems has been Savannah's trusted source since the 1980s. They offer more than 200 product lines, including a new collaboration from two of the office furniture industry's leaders, Herman Miller and Knoll, also known as Miller Knoll. If your office space needs a refresh, National Office Systems can help. Learn more by visiting www.natoffsys.com. One more time, that's www.natoffsys.com. Now, let's start the college football preview with AP sports writer Paul Newberry. Joined on the commute for our annual college football preview by Paul Newberry with the Associated Press out of Atlanta. He covers the entire state of Georgia, but is based in Atlanta and spends a lot of time over in Athens. And it seems like every year about this time in Paul and in the past couple of years, anyway, we've talked about, well, is this year they finally get over the hump and we're talking about the Georgia Bulldogs. As we sit here today, they have gotten over the hump. They are the defending national champions. If you look at the polls, most people think it's a three-way race between them and Ohio State and Alabama this year. They, of course, mm-hmm. have a big, a big game coming up um, in the opener against Oregon. Yeah. How is things – how does the fact that they, that they did finally break through to you, how does that change things going into this season, or does it not at all? Well, if you listen to Kirby Smart, he would tell you it doesn't change anything at all, that it's uh, – you know, as he put it, we're not going to be the, the hunted. We're going to remain the hunter. Uh, you know, which is easy to say. That's what, yep. uh, you know, all coaches do. We're not going to rest on our laurels and everything, which is probably the biggest danger any coach has to deal with. Uh, one thing, as he says, uh, is he'll remind you, they lost a lot of players. So he says right. there's a lot of guys here who are looking to make their name. And, uh, you know, he said, if we got we had a bunch of guys back. I might be concerned about, you know, being a little overconfident or lackadaisical about things. But, uh you know, a lot of guys that were backups last year that are going to get their shot this year. And uh, so th- to that to that extent, I think they'll they will be a pretty hungry team that wants to kind of keep it going. And I, and I think Kirby has a sense of wanting to establish at Georgia, you know, what he worked under in Alabama with Saban, you know, something that's there every year that as soon as the season's over, you're looking, you know, you celebrate for 24 hours and then you start uh, getting ready for next year. And uh so we'll see. I mean, it, it, it seems like he's built that sort of program that's built the last and have sustained success. So um, we'll see if they can, you know, kind of carry that forward this year. You mentioned the losses. A good number of those are on the defensive side of the ball, which is oh, yeah. really where they won the national championship last year. Who are one or two or three 
that either they have back or that are going to step up that you think are going to make the difference in terms of them being well, that kind of elite defense again. Yeah, the, I still think they'll be a very good, uh, very good defense. Uh, uh, you know, when you still got guys like Jalen Carter and Nolan Smith and Christopher Smith and and you know. Uh, Keely Ringo, you know, the guy at the big interception in the national championship game. I mean, all those guys are back now. You're right. I mean, I, I, you can't just say you're going to replace five first round picks in the NFL draft. That's, a, you know, uh, one of those things we're not going to see very often. It never had happened before and it may not happen again in our lifetimes. Five first round picks from one side of the ball. So, you know, obviously that was one of the great units in college football history. And like you said, sort of carried them. You know, they had the kind of offense that with the running backs and a quarterback who didn't make mistakes, who could, you know, put, put plenty of points on the board, and but, you know, didn't have to take too many chances. And, and I still think they'll be sort of in that mindset um, with Stetson Bennett back at quarterback, mm-hmm. uh, whether they'll be as dominant as they were last year. It's hard, hard to see how they could do that again with that many guys gone, but still got plenty of talent. And, you know, they just replace as Alabama does five stars with five stars. So, you know, now all of a sudden you got guys that are there who haven't started, who are hungry. And uh, so that could be, you know, they, they should be still a pretty stout defense. I wouldn't I wouldn't be thinking they're going to be giving up 25, 30 points a game this year. You mentioned Stetson Bennett. I know at the end of last season there was talk of, okay, is he is he going to come back? He's got a year of eligibility. What's he going to do? You know, is he going to be able to hang on to the job? Looks like he's hanging on to the job, right? That oh, really he definitely – the job is definitely no, – nobody's going to replace him. Uh uh, yeah, I think this is for, you know, Stetson, after all those years of coming in and you're going to be a backup fighting for jobs. I mean, for his last, I guess his last year, I mean, he's like 35 years old. So I presume this would be his last year, but um, yeah, he, uh, this is when he come, he came back. I think he received a sh- pretty, I remember when they, right after the game, he, you know, he was going to talk with the coaches and, you know, he said, I think it, as long as I feel like I could trust that, you know, they're not going to try to replace me with somebody. I'll come back because I, you know, he could have transferred as well, right. but uh, you know, he obviously was assured. No, you know, you come as the number one guy. We got some young studs behind you, but you know, if you want to come back for another year, um, you know, we'll have you. And uh, you know, he sure. <laughs> all those people when they lost uh, to Alabama in the SEC championship game, calling for you know quarterback change. We'll go back to Daniel to, to go into the playoff, and. Uh, you know, the guy was the what the MV, offensive MVP of both playoff games. So, uh, you know, I think he's uh, certainly has earned his uh, starting spot. And you know, maybe I, I think we all thought, man, he'll go out like as a winner, a champion. What what better way? You know, so few right. guys get to do that. And we know he's not going to really probably be in the NFL. Right. But um, you know, but he wanted to come back for it. I, I think he basically he knows that this is his football. This career. is it, right? He wants and, to you know, it. so why? you know, I'll be off to law school soon and, you know, dealing with all of that. So, you know, let's put off the real world and play one more year of, uh, one more year of college football. And yeah, you can make a little bit of a living at it now. So, you know, you know, you don't have to be, you know, poor while you're playing. Uh, but, uh, yeah. So, you know, why not come back for another year? This is probably his best earning potential as a football player (laughs) is a one more year at Georgia. Right. Conference wise, uh, I know Billy Napier's now at Florida, um, Spencer Rattlers in South Carolina. It seems like maybe the East potentially could be better, but I think the key word there is potentially, and we know that potentially means nothing. Is it yeah. still? Is it still Georgia on a collision course with Alabama in in Atlanta in early December? 
or do we have to do we have to lock in and tune in these next couple of months? Uh, I, I, I don't know. I think that looks pretty locked in to me. I mean, Alabama's got, I think, basically every one of their starters is on the first, second, or third all-SEC team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, literally like, you know, 22 guys or whatever it was, you know, basically all, almost every one of their starters. So, uh, you know, it's, I think, a little tougher in the West, and they'll have to get through Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. But um, I think, you know, Alabama certainly – probably should be there and they're very consensus choice for the best team in the country right now. And there's no reason to think they won't win the West again. And I still think the East is not quite there yet. I mean, South Carolina, you know, has shown some improvement and uh, you know, Kentucky's building a little something that might be the toughest sec game Georgia has is that right at the end of the year, their last game at Kentucky. Uh, But um, you know, I think Florida is going to take a little time to get it back together. Uh, you know, Tennessee has shown a little potential, but you know, I don't, I don't, I just don't think anybody in the East is at Georgia's level. And the schedule really sets up pretty favorably for Georgia. I mean, if they get by Oregon, which is essentially a home game, and I would think they will win. You know, they have a trip to South Carolina. They got Tennessee and Auburn at home. They really don't have another game that looks all that threatening until Kentucky, and uh, then they end with Georgia Tech. So that's like that'd be like an exhibition. And then, you know, they warm up for, you know, the SEC again. So, I, you know, I, the worst I can see them going to the SEC is seven and one. You know, maybe somebody upsets them, but I still think they're going to win the East. So, yeah, it's, it's getting a little routine, but uh, I guess I go with uh, go way out on a limb here and say George Alabama in the SEC championship game. I wouldn't even know what to do if I went to the Mercedes-Benz Stadium at, at the first Saturday of December. Those two teams weren't there. It right there. seems strange to me. So, yeah. yeah, let's go with that again. I know, real, 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 uh, really going crazy there with that pick. So. <laughs> well, you mentioned the exhibition game, but that's a good segue. Uh, of course. <laughs> I thought it might be. You know? Yeah, they, they are still playing football on the flats, or at least. Well, allegedly, that's, yeah. That's the rumor. Uh, they, yeah. they opened with Clemson, I have been over so. there and seen them practicing. So. Oh, okay. Good. I can vouch firsthand that they they are apparently fielding a team this year. So right, right, and they do play Clemson in week one. So we'll see if they're back for week two. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is <laughs> this is what year four for Jeff Collins, and he's winning three yes. games a year. Mm-hmm. Anything exactly like different? three a year for for three years. So three, uh, yeah, anything, nine, nine and twenty five. I looked it up. He's uh, the only coach in their modern era. I, I don't know how modern, beginning with Johnny Heisman is, but starting there. Um, I think only Bill Curry had a worst rec percentage after three years. Uh, some didn't even make it to three years, you know. Well, that turned out all right. Though. Bill Curry, Lewis and uh, was it Fulcher? Okay. Fulcher, I think, only was there for two. But anyway, guys who made it three years, only Bill Curry, who, you know, started with one win each of his right. first two years, right. um, I believe. But they actually, by his third year, did go six and five. So right. going into his fourth year, they at least there was signs of some hope. Uh it's that's a little harder to find over on the flats uh, at the moment. Yeah, and Jeff Collins will not be leaving Tech for Alabama like Bill Curry no. did. So let's just <laughs> no. be no. really clear no. about that. Yeah, uh, I, it, I think that's a pretty that's a pretty uh, that's a pretty right there that's pretty daring uh, prediction there too. So yeah, that's as good as George Alabama in the SEC. Yeah. Championship. It, it, are there signs of uh, are there bright signs? Obviously, that somebody must think so if they if they brought him back. Right? Are they happy with yeah. the direction of the program? Well, uh, I don't know. I, you know, also, I know, I think the money issue, you know, they have a little more trouble with their budget. I don't know that they were in a position to get rid of him after last year, or at least, 
to bring him back and, you know, leave no doubt if, if this doesn't work. And it's really hard. You talk about signs of hope. It's really hard to see when it's almost like they built their schedule for him to fail another year. I mean, it's, I mean, you start with Clemson, uh, easy one in the second one, but then you got, uh, I think, let's see, Ole Miss is in there, a 10 win team from last year. Clemson won 10 games. And Pittsburgh, I think their first five games are against three teams that won 10 games a year ago. And uh, UCF won nine, uh, and that that game's on the road. So it's very easy to see them after five games sitting there at one and four. Um, And then, you know, then does it – obviously, when those kind of things happen in a team that's in their situation, then it can kind of snowball because all everybody's doing is talking about how much longer is the coach going to be there, you know, who's leaving, you know, what recruits are abandoning them and – um, you know, and it showed a little to me, a little sign of desperation with all the transfers they brought in. I mean, they were very active in the portal, you know, and that almost showed that, that sense that we've, you know, we've got to do something this year, just, you know, even if it's bringing in guys for one year um, to try to, you know, somewhat show that we're making progress. Because, I mean, it's hard to see them keeping, if they go three and nine again or four and eight, I mean, how do you bring back a guy who's won? you know, 12, 13 game, four years. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, I, mean I, you know, I think he's definitely coaching for his job this year and it's just, they've got a brutal schedule. You know, Georgia's waiting at the end. I mean, they've got some, that's a tough schedule. And uh, so, I mean, when you combine the schedule with all the trying to blend in all these transfers with the lack of success, they've already, you know, obviously weren't a great team coming back and their best player went to Alabama. So um you know, here they are again, and they're going to be highly reliant on. I mean, they need Jeff Sims to sort of right. finally blossom, kind of. Yeah, and I think that's what their whole coaching moves were sort of designed. You know, bringing in Chip Long and Chris Winkie to kind of work specifically with him, because uh, yeah. I think they realize that's the that's the only hope. Um, yeah, a good quarterback and a good quarterback and transfers. If they're the right transfers, I mean, we saw that one. Yeah. State. But the the thing with transfers at Tech is Tech is just set up so differently from an academic standpoint. Mm-hmm. That you don't usually see a lot of transfers, and that's going to be an interesting experiment for sure. Yes, uh, and like I said, they they've got a bunch of them, and even just blending in. One of the uh, players we were interviewing at their start of their pra- you know fall practice uh, said literally he he hasn't learned all the names that he keeps confusing one one of the transfers with a receiver they have or something, you know, that I still get their names all. I mean, so, you know, that's, that's no easy task either. You know, it's one thing bringing in, you know, the next fresh group of freshmen, you know, who know, kind of know their place and, you know, kind of work their way out. And these are guys that, you know, not all have played. I mean, they didn't get a bunch of guys that were stars everywhere else, but, you know, at least guys that are coming in with another way of doing things at the college level. And now you've got to, you know, blend them into your system and, blend them into your locker room. And that's uh, going to be an interesting task. Right. That sounds like by the end of September, we're going to have a pretty good indication on the yellow. Yeah. Yeah, uh, That's first five games. Well, you know, again, if they pull off an upset or two, uh, then all of a sudden, wow, there's, you know, and then that's, then they they haven't had anything to build any confidence on. So, uh, uh, you know, I think that's the, they need a, you know, they called last year, North Carolina. I mean, that to them was like a big win, which didn't obviously didn't yeah, mean anything, yeah. uh, but yeah, they have some games in those first five, but if they could pull off an upset or even two upsets, it would be, you know, if they could be three and two yeah. uh, after those first five, 
mm-hmm. he might have a chance. Yeah, get a little run going before you have yeah. to play Georgia. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that one's probably not going to go well. But, you know, other than that, uh, <laughs> there's some other – once you get past those first five, there's at least a few that possibly are winnable. So, you yeah. know. Yeah. All right, well, let's step back off mm-hmm. of the field and talk about what's going on big picture. Of course, we, we saw the SEC made their big expansion move last year. The Big Ten mm-hmm. has made its big expansion move this year. It just signed a – television contract that is just I, I i sit here and try to scratch my head and figure out how those tv networks are going to recoup uh <laughs> recoup <laughs> seven billion dollars or whatever it is yeah, yeah. you know a billion dollars a year to to all these teams and you know the big tennis said they're not done you're probably going to see them get a couple more west coast schools to make travel a little easier on mm-hmm. yeah USC i don't i don't, I don't think they're done either conference is done right and then i look at the fact that nbc is in the big 10 package or is in the Big Ten deal and think, well, Notre Dame's eventually going to go there too. When you look at the landscape, uh, you almost don't want to try to guess because it, it's it's changing so much. But what do you what do you put on your looking your crystal ball? What do you see? Is it Big Ten and SEC in two years from yeah, now? Yeah. Just huge conferences? Yeah, just uh, they're just divvying up the world. I don't, you know, uh, I think the Big Twelve sort of seems content with its. You know, fate is sort of a second tier conference yeah. within the big picture. Yeah. Uh, so they probably don't really have they're they're running out of schools that anybody wants. Um, right. You know, nothing against those schools, but you know, it's just the way it right. is. Absolutely. Right. Uh, but you're right. I, I I don't think the Big Ten certainly needs to probably go get you know a couple of west couple more West Coast schools to sort of uh, the way <laughs> it's funny the way I say it this way a lot of times these things go you know the way it was we uh, so two conferences divide up everything essentially what they want. And then they all uh, figure out it's too bulky to, <laughs> to work. Right. So we've got to sort of, so then we have the Atlantic Coast Division Subdivision, of the yeah. SEC and the Southwest Conference Division of the SEC. And the Big Ten has their Big Ten Originals Division. And then they're, you know, a, another group. And, and then we're back to sort of, it's all under maybe the, you know, two or three conferences, but they've all, they've all sort of regionalized off again, you know, to try to make it workable. Cause uh, I, like I say, I, you know, I don't, I don't think colleges really care about this, but somebody said it's going to be really interesting when that USC volleyball team is going right. through O'Hare on their way to a, you know, right. a match at Purdue. Um, you know, I mean, the rest of the, the, the non-revenue so, so sports, you know, I, I, they're going to get killed in this. And, you know, but, but like you said, when you're signing a $7 billion uh, TV deal, eh, you know, yeah. you have to suck it up a little bit there, swim team. Um, yeah. That pays for a lot of travel. Yeah. Yeah. We, you know, you, you'll be traveling and we have the money to pay for you to travel now. Cause we're, we're, but it was so interesting to uh, hear the big 10, uh, the commissioner about that package that they just basically, to me, it's just like now, it, you know, why even have a pretense that we're like, you know, a group of higher, you know, institutions of higher learning. He was like, yeah, we built a deal that looked like the NFL on Sunday. We built it on Saturday. You know, you got games from noon to midnight uh, on all these major networks. You know, you go to this network at noon and then this one at four and then this one at eight. And we're playing all day long. And uh, I mean, basically what the NFL does on Sunday. So that's what they're I mean, we all, you know, I think all of us are way past uh, thinking that college sports was, you know, more than what it was. But, yeah, I mean, it was almost like not even any pretense that we're, you know, a group of amateurs who are, yeah. you know, just trying to make sure we, sit, you know, turn out good people into the world and prepare them for, you know, their careers as an accountant uh, now. Yeah. 
No, we just want to be kind of a mini NFL or, I mean, they're not, <laughs> or pretty close to the NFL, with the money we're talking about now. So does it, does it lose anything for you? It doesn't for me. I mean, it, that's maybe it's just because I've you been know, so jaded. We all adapt to change. Um, yeah. You know, there occasionally are times, I mean, I'm of an age where I can remember one game on Saturdays, uh, yep. you know, with uh, Keith Jackson, Jackson, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, Bob Greasy or Eric Parsegian or whoever was his, you know, color guy that year. And, uh, you know, watching that one game, you know, just such a big, you know, and I don't know in a way it's so much now that, you know, I, I don't think probably none of us, you know, focus on, you know, unless it's a game we're just really interested in. Now you can just yeah. flip around. So you never, you know, I try to think about when's the last time I sat down and watched a whole game, you know, from kickoff to the end of the game. And that's probably, you know, no, no, I had to, this was going on all this game. I mean, you can, you know, in the middle of, you hit the right time on a Saturday, you can like flip around the TV yeah. and there's like 10 games it's on, games. you know, major college football games. And so, yeah, that's, I don't know, but, I don't want to be, oh, you know, these kids today, they don't understand how great, you know, no, it probably wasn't that great. <laughs> I can only watch one team on Saturday, you know, one game on Saturday, two teams, but, uh, you know, and, but some of the rivalries that are lost, I mean, I think that's a big part of college football, okay. but you know, God, I think we've all sort of accepted that now once Oklahoma and Nebraska went away and Texas mm-hmm. and Texas A&M and, mm-hmm. you know, we just sort if of can- know that, that, you know, they're going to, you know, the Tennessee Alabama game. I don't know. They, it was the, always the, what, the third Saturday in October. Then they were, oh, we got to realign the schedule. Then Auburn's playing Georgia now early in the year. And so, yeah, you know. Uh, yeah. If we, you can we find all adapt. Yeah. If you can find your team and your game, nothing else really matters. If yeah. You know, affinity. as long if your team's winning, you're happy. And that, yeah, you know, college really, affinity you is don't really care who they're, you know, you might some, you might miss like, oh, I used to love to go meet this group of people when we had this big rivalry game. You know um, that that I don't see anymore, but yeah, I think for the most part, yeah, it's, like, it's the same. You just you you can find your team, and you can find them pretty much. You, they're on some network, right? So you can see all of their games, and as long as they're winning, you're happy. So you know, you know, you get you get you move on. You you know, establish new rivalries. So, all right, well, Paul, uh, enjoy the fall. I know it's I will. I know you it's too. The, the Braves Braves going and and football kicking off. I think you're getting into yeah, some of your favorite is, time uh, of year. Yeah, like we were we were discussing before we went on. I mean, this is weird being in uh, Atlanta and Georgia. You know, you're so used to, oh, can so and so overcome that disappointment of last year? Can they? Uh, you know, we still have the Falcons to intact sort of <laughs> the ground, you know, keep things in 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 balance. But uh, yeah, it's weird to be coming back and and be a sports writer in Atlanta and the state of Georgia. Going well, I got the two defending champions come. You know, the Braves and the University of Georgia. So yeah. A little different, a little different. Yeah, good good stuff for sure. All right, Paul, thanks very much. We'll talk to you again soon. All right, good talking with you, Adam. Take care. Always great stuff with Paul Newberry. Uh, before we bring in Mark Murphy, allow me to encourage you to sign up for Savannah Now's Prep Central newsletter. The high school football season opened in bewildering style recently. Did you see that video of the chaos at the BC and Jenkins game? To keep up with the latest news and notes, including anything like that, you need to be on the email list for sports writer Dennis Knight's weekly high school sports newsletter. He covers more than football in that newsletter. He also hits on volleyball, softball, cross country, all the prep sports. So to get your fix, go to savannahnow.com newsletters and sign up. The newsletter will go to your email inbox. And you don't have to subscribe to the Savannah Morning News or savannahnow.com to get the newsletters. So there are no excuses. 
Now, here's the interview with Mark Murphy. Pleased to welcome back Dr. Mark Murphy. And the reason that we have Mark on today was uh, it was this time last year where Mark and I got together for one of these podcasts. And Mark called the shot, just like Babe Ruth back in the day. He said that Georgia would win the national championship. I think he was off a little bit. I think he said they would go undefeated. They didn't go undefeated, but close enough. Bottom line is they won a national championship. Obviously, Mark, it's, it, you've been on a high since January 11th or whatever it was last year. But you also saw a bunch of kids go in the draft. You saw one of the most dominant defenses in the country in, in history uh, get a little bit weaker, at least in theory. As you look ahead to Oregon in the opener and then on down the road, uh, are you calling another shot? Well, I, I was going to say, I, I think that there are three teams and only three teams, really, that can realistically win the national title this year. I agree. I think it's Alabama, Alabama, Georgia, and Ohio State. That's it. Everybody else is playing for second or third or fourth or whatever. Um, I mean, so I, I think those are those. It's going to be one of those three. Doesn't matter who the fourth playoff team is. They're not, they're, it's going to be like Cincinnati last year. They're going to be an afterthought. Right. Um, so, but I do think Georgia's in the mix. I mean, I th- this, if I, if they started the season with Alabama, they'd lose that game. Um, Alabama's got a lot of experience coming back. Um, you know, Heisman Trophy winning quarterback, uh, decent receiving court, not as good as last year, by the way, but decent best defensive court, player in the country. Best defensive, best defensive. Yeah. You know, no question. I mean, Will Anderson was the best defensive player in the country last year. Yeah. He was better. I, I thought he was better than, than Aiden Hutchinson by by a large margin. I, I frankly can't believe that he, he was a Heisman contender last season, I think. So, yeah. I mean, the bottom line is, you know, Bama's loaded and loaded at key positions. They got a lot of returnees. You know, Saban's the best coach in college football history. You know, the Ohio State made the change they had to make, got a new defensive coordinator, which said their defense was their Achilles heel last year. Um, uh, Knowles, the guy they got from Oklahoma State, is great. I don't, I don't know if. I don't know if he'll have them up to where they need to be to match their talent level this season, but but if he comes close to that, I mean their talent on defense is not bad. It was execution last year that killed them. Yeah. Um, so if they if if he gets them if he cuts their their allowed points per game by even half, as opposed to their offenses, they're going to be they're going to roll through the the Big Ten and you know they'll win they'll be in the playoffs and, right. and by that point it's anybody's game. So you know. What are Georgia? What are Georgia's chances? Well, the the schedule for Georgia is very favorable. Mm-hmm. We open with with Oregon, a team that is going through a coaching transition, um, you know, which actually helps us. Um, but even though the coach that they're transitioning to is our defensive coordinator last year, so he knows our personnel. Uh, but Brian McClendon, who is on the Georgia staff, knows their personnel because he was on their staff last year. Yep. Um, so, so I think that that's a wash. I think that advantage is 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 canceled out by the two coaches from their respective schools. Um, I think Georgia has more talent. Um, certainly, still on defense. Um, but that, you know, Oregon's defense last year got got cremated a couple of times. Um, offensively, Oregon's got you know they've got Bo Nix at QB, which actually is fine because Bo Nix has never had much success against Georgia. They've got some good receivers. They got some good running backs. They got experienced offensive line. They'll score some points against the Georgia defense that is rebuilding. However, Georgia defense is rebuilding with, you know, high four-star and five-star players who played a lot last year. Um, you know, I, so I think that team's – I still think Georgia's defense is probably going to be the, in the top two in the SEC and probably top ten in the country. And with Georgia's offense being potentially better, that should be enough to get them past that game. And beyond that, the schedule's not that bad. Yeah. So I, yeah. I think I – think, 
I think they're going to go 12 and 0 in the regular season. I think they'll play Alabama in the SC championship game. And if I had to call that now, I'd pick Bama to win that game, but who knows, you know, 12 games in there, they could be a different ball club. Yeah. The so. East, the East may be improving, but it's not, it's not improving very quickly. So I'm not you. enough to, yeah, I, I just, I mean, I think Kentucky's Kentucky's got Will Levis, but Will Levis to me is overrated. I mean, he's got all the, you know, the measurables, but, you know, he, he didn't do that. If you look at his stats in SEC play last year, he was not that great. Um, their, their best receiver left. Um, they got some others in the transfer portal, but, I mean, the guy last year had 1,200 yards receiving. It's going to be hard to replicate that. Um, right. Best running backs back, but they lost the, the core of their offensive line. Uh, Florida's still rebuilding. Florida's probably the second best talent in the East, um, but, but you know, defensively, they were a mess last year. I don't see that turning around overnight. Yeah. Um, Tennessee's Spencer over- Rattler in South Carolina. It might be your wild yeah. card there. Well, they might. That game's early, and it's 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 on the road. Um, you know, they you know, I, I think they they play a pretty brutal schedule. They play A and M on the road. Um, that's tough. They play us, of course. They've got you know they've got the usual uh, usual Clemson matchup at the end of the year. But I mean, I, I think it's going to they 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 played above their heads last year. They they there's like far to play below their talent level. I think Sacramento played above their talent level. Um, I think both were regressed to the mean a little bit this year, or in Florida's case, progressed to the mean. I think Florida's an eight and four ball club. I think uh, yeah, Sacramento probably is a, about a six and six team, maybe seven and five. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't see either team beating Georgia. Although it'd be a shocker. I tell you, the team that worries me the most actually is Mississippi State on the road because they have eighteen starters coming back and all those cowbells and yeah. it's, it's sandwiched. It's it's right around, uh, right, and we, we're not going. It's hard to take Mississippi State seriously, and um, yeah, they got a great quarterback. Frankly, they got a, some good receivers, and that game is sandwiched. You know, it's right around Florida and Tennessee in that range, and it's very easy to get distracted. So, if, yeah. to me, that's the biggest pitch upset on the Georgia schedule. Um, so we'll see. Does removing the weight of not having done it, or the the weight of expectations, changes because they now have a ring? Is that to the benefit or to the detriment? I think it helps in terms of taking the pressure off of Kirby. I don't think it matters to the players at all because it's a different set of players. I think the guys that are on there now are trying to – basically the, the players that they've got now are um, uh, or, or all or – a lot of them are new players. The ones that stayed are looking to prove something, and the ones that, um, that, that are new are, are looking to create a new legacy. So I don't think from a player standpoint – I mean – if anything, it creates an expectation that they know they can do it. But for right. Kirby, I think uh, I think it's um, I think it takes a little bit of the pressure off because he's he's done it now. You know, now yeah, it's just I, business as, as usual. You know, yeah, I think it's interesting that he is he has really downplayed it in the off season. You know, just the whole idea of you know, yeah, so what? It's a new season. Uh, not reveling in it, not not letting it basically shooting down any kind of talk about. Yeah, we're gonna slap ourselves on the back, and we're looking for a dynasty. He's just very much in the moment. I guess is probably the right way to put it. Yeah, I mean he's he is um he he's all business for him. I mean you know he, the thing is he's also been there before with Alabama, so right. it's he knows what it takes to come back from a a title title and get back into the business mode. I mean he, he's out there with that microphone uh, on the field. I've, I've heard people talking. He's, he's yelling at people, you know, just like he usually is, calling them out. Uh, so I mean, I don't think I don't think anything's changed in that regard. His intensity is not any less. I'll tell you that much. Right. So, 
Last question is Stetson Bennett. I think everybody wondered if he would ride off into the sunset. I, I never bought right. that argument because he's not somebody that's going to play at the next level. So if you got a year right. of eligibility, you might as well play and enjoy it, especially now in name, image, and likeness where you can make a little bit of money on it. Right. You, you feeling pretty good about Stetson Bennett coming back, or do you think he's going to be challenged? You certainly aren't hearing that. You're not hearing that his job is in jeopardy, right? No. Uh, and I'll tell you, you know, I agree with you. I mean, I, you know, Stetson, Stetson, another kid that exceeded expectations last year. Um, but, you know, you've got a, you've got a guy that's shown that he can win at the highest level. He, he showed up in the national title game and, you know, he got sacked and had that, that fumble that almost looked like a, the typical disaster. But then he came back and threw a dagger for a touchdown, you know, on the next series and, and basically took over the game and was the MVP uh, at that game and against Michigan. So, you know, I, I think you've got a guy that – a lot of quarterbacking is mental. You know, a lot of it is knowing you can do it and having belief in that and being able to shake off past mistakes. He showed he can do that. So, I, you know, I, I, apparently, he, you know, he's got the backing of the team now. I don't think his job's in jeopardy at all. I think he gets underestimated a lot. He's got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. That's a good thing for him. And you're right. I mean, he's going, he's already, he's going to law school. He's, going to go, he's already been accepted to law school. You know, this way he gets to begin use name, image, and likeness to pay for law school. And what, you know, he's not going to go to the pros. He knows that. Everybody knows that. So why not? Why not come back one more year and you know, live the dream one more time? Heck, if, if he wins the second national title, the doubters will go away forever. You know, right. I mean, he'll, he'll be, he'll be a, a legend. And if he, you know, if he, even if he beats Bama once, if he wins the SEC and loses the playoffs, you know, he's still going to go down as probably the greatest quarterback in Georgia history because, yeah. I mean, he, he's got a lot. And this is the thing this team, is going to be better offensively than last year, I think. The offensive line is going to be better. The running backs are going to be just as good. Uh, Kenny McIntosh is going to have a great year. We have maybe the best tight end room in, that I've ever seen. Uh, I mean, there are four tight ends that, that will probably play in the pros at least. Um, I mean, it's it's and they're all different. And so I, you know, I I would be surprised to see um, a very different type of offense. These guys are uncoverable. Brock Bowers has run the four four and is two thirty five six four two thirty five. You know, Darnell is six seven, almost six eight, and you know, two seventies. Like having you know LeBron James out there, you know, and blocking and receiving. Uh, and then you've got you know uh, the Eric Gilbert, who's kind of a hybrid of both. He's fast, he's big, he's got great hands. Um, you can put all those guys at the same time. Those are mismatches all over the field. There are DBs and or linebackers that cannot cover them yeah. because of size or speed. And that's a different type of offense. And it's it's going to be something that I think. People haven't seen, but it plays into Stetson's skill set. He's not throwing deep balls to, you know, to to those guys that Bama or Ohio State has. He's being asked to get the balls in the hands of playmakers who are mismatches in intermediate space. Um, and that's, you know, that's something that Jeff Munkin does a very good job of. And I think that's going to be where the strength of the team is going to be, especially the first half of this year. So, isn't it interesting in a in a program that has had David Green and Matthew Stafford, DJ Shockley, and, and all of these players who quarterbacks have gone to great things? The two quarterbacks that people our age will remember most are Stetson Bennett and Buck Ballou. Yeah, we were, we were kind <laughs> of journeyman. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> ironic, and, uh, I mean. You know, what? Buck in the national title game in 1980, I think, was one of 13 passing. Right. He completed one pass, you know, <laughs> and and we won the national title despite that. That's of right. Some other guy. So um, you win, you win. Everything, nothing else matters. So uh, that's right. It's going to be that's fun right. to watch. I know that you'll uh, uh, more than likely be up there in Athens 
for the Oregon game and, and all over the country the rest of the year and enjoy it. And uh, thank you. I'll be in Atlanta for the Oregon game, actually. Oh, that's right. It is. Yeah. It is. It is in <laughs> yeah. Atlanta. In Atlanta, and I, I, I'll, I'm with you until we get to the playoff, and maybe Ohio State's on the other side. So we'll see. Okay. Thanks right, so man. much, Mark. Thanks again. Have a good one. Take care. Get well. Thanks. That's all for this edition of the Commute Podcast. Thanks one last time to our presenting sponsor, National Office Systems. Before I sign off, remember that we publish new Commute episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. Whatever your interests, you will find interviews of interest in our archives. Recently, I interviewed Savannah Public School Superintendent Ann Levette. To hear that interview and more, search The Commute with that Savannah opinion on your favorite podcast app. The Commute returns soon. We will talk to you then. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.